Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about how to streamline your email inbox. So I know email for a lot of us has the tendency to kind of become a disaster zone. And while email is a necessary form of contact in your business, it can also be one of the largest time sucks that we face on a daily basis. And the constant checking and following up of responses, stuff getting sent to spam on accident, it really can cause you to get stuck managing your inbox all day rather than leading your team or focusing on those tasks or projects that are going to generate more ROI on your business. So we talk about streamlined or consolidated communication a lot on Team EE because I think it is one of the biggest things, especially in a remote business that is hurting us, right? And so streamlined communication is going to be super, super important because it's going to help prevent mistakes and encourage accountability in your business. And it's also going to help to prevent overwhelm. It's going to save you time and it's going to prevent things from getting missed between team members or clients or potential clients, and then also allows you to set boundaries with clients about your available times, how long they can expect to wait for a response, and what form of communication to use in specific situations. And so I wanna first start talking about basically creating expectations and boundaries around communication with your team, with clients, with potential clients, because that is gonna be one of the biggest things that's going to help you in making sure that you're not feeling stuck in your inbox all of the time, because I think a lot of that comes with a need that we feel that we have to be available. And so the very first thing that you want to start looking at is setting those expectations, right? So you need to be able to decide when and in what specific circumstances your clients and your team should email you. So for example, on our team, we don't use email for communication at all. That is not even an option. Um, We all work out of Slack and we also are working out of ClickUp in terms of communication. We do not email at all. I think the only time I've emailed my team members is when they applied for the job and we emailed them about setting up an interview. And that is about the only email outside of onboarding that we did send our team. With our clients, we also rarely use email. So So the very first piece of contact that we have with a client typically is an application. So we have an application on our website. Once that comes in, we reach out and say, hey, you're a great fit. We'd love to set up a time to talk. And then from there, if they become a client, they get onboarded into our systems. So we use ClickUp dashboards to communicate with all of our clients. So they have a chat button there where we're able to go back and forth. We also use HoneyBook if it is part of our invoicing or contracting piece of onboarding. Um, But we are very, very rarely an email. And then you also want to go ahead and set boundaries with your team and clients. So you want to communicate to your team and to your clients what kind of response time they can expect from you. So right now is kind of an anomaly for me right now because I am still kind of on maternity leave. And so my response time is a little slower than normal. However, uh, you know, on our team, we have a sunset rule in terms of communication so that everything that we have sent over to other team members must be responded to by the end of the working 
working day before they sign off at the end of the day. And that's just one boundary that we set, right? There's plenty of others that we do in terms of communication, but that's one that we need to expect. And I never, I should say, expect my team to be available as soon as possible, right? That's not realistic. They have other responsibilities or obligations, and I'm not going to expect my team to respond at the drop of a hat. And so I think that's just one thing that you really want to make sure that you have set with your team if you expect responses. Maybe it's within two hours, within four hours, maybe it's just by the end of the working day, whatever that looks like, depending on, you know, if you have a full-time employee or maybe it's a contractor, maybe those are going to look a little bit different, but that is definitely something that you want to go ahead and set from the get-go. And you want to encourage your team to also create boundaries for their inboxes too, right? So we want our team to also take those things into account for themselves, for their inbox, for their communication expectations, because you don't want them to feel like they need to be available 24 seven. And then another thing too, is if you're going to be out of office, for example, make sure clients know who they should email if needed. So maybe you are sending clients over to a team member. Maybe if you're going out of office, like I said, I've been on maternity leave. So a lot of my emails have gone over to my VA, Hannah. And so she's also had to create boundaries around her inbox as well to make sure that those things are set up from the get-go. And then another thing that's really going to help you is organizing and automating your inbox. Now, I know that with email, it is super easy for it to get unorganized, right? We're getting spam, we're getting marketing promotions, all kinds of stuff that we probably subscribe to that we didn't even know that we subscribe to. And so you wanna go ahead and make sure that you're getting things organized. So I'm gonna give you a couple of ideas on how to use folders and subfolders. Um, specifically, you know, we have Gmail. Maybe if you're using another platform like Spark or Front, there's a lot of other email platform applications that you can use, but those are two that I typically recommend but for folders, you want to go ahead and start creating folders for different types of communication in your business, right? So maybe you are client facing. So you want to have a folder for each of your clients, and then you could create subfolders for projects. Maybe it's media features, graphics, important information, etc. Depending on what your business is, depending on how you are communicating with your client, if you need to have those things saved, I would make sure to create subfolders and kind of use it as a template. Because if you are a service-based business and you're offering the same service or a similar services to each client, the types of things that you're going to be communicating about are going to be very similar. And so maybe you're creating a folder with subfolders as a template, and then you're duplicating that for every time you onboard a new client so that every email that comes into your inbox knows exactly where it needs to go. Then maybe you can create folders for things like media features. So that could have subfolders like podcast guest episodes, live trainings, interviews, etc. You could create a customer support ticketing folder. So this is kind of like the status of where a support ticket is, right? So the subfolders could be things like, number one, we're identifying the solution. Number two, the solution has been delivered. Number three, we're reworking the solution. So that's in an instance that maybe we delivered a solution, but then the client came back or somebody came back and said, hey, this still didn't work. So then we're reworking a solution. And then maybe we have the tickets closed or resolved. And so that's kind of like a ticketing system that you can build utilizing subfolders in your Gmail account versus having a ticketing software. And then you could create a platforms and tools folder to manage any support tickets from other platforms in your business that could also be broken down into different subfolders for things like ClickUp, Slack, Thrivecart, etc. Because you're going to get a lot of emails from platforms, right? And so you really want to make sure that those things are organized and pulled into separate folders so that you, again, know where to go back and reference them if you need to. Hey there, quick interruption here. As an online business owner, email marketing is really a hot topic that can cause a whole lot of stress. But building an email list has been such a vital part of my business and I've been able to keep it stress-free with ActiveCampaign. 
ActiveCampaign is an email marketing platform with a whole lot of capabilities for all stages of your business. I personally use ActiveCampaign for email marketing because it's simple but efficient. I use it to send out monthly newsletters, automatically send subscribers or freebies and more. They also have incredible automation capabilities that allow me to have a worry-free email marketing system. Do yourself a favor, check out ActiveCampaign by going to the link below in the show notes to get started today. Now back to the show. Now we're gonna talk about automating your inbox. So there's a couple of ways you can automate. Number one, create canned email responses for commonly asked questions. So if you're running a service-based business, you typically get a lot of the same question. And instead of manually responding to this or customizing this response every single time, build a template or a canned email response and save it. And then you can also store those, right? If you're using Gmail, you have the option to save those templates. So then every time you need to respond to that same question, you can pull up the template. You can still customize it if you need to. And then you can also store them in a document in your project management tool as well, if you don't want to save them in Gmail. Um, So I'm creating some type of master response template in your ClickUp setup. Number two is you want to set up an autoresponder. So this is not just gonna be used in the instance of if you are going on vacation, right? So again, like I said, I'm on kind of still maternity leave. So I have an autoresponder set up right now that directs people to Hannah on my team. And I give them her email address and say, hey, you need to contact this person. I'm still you know, out of office or not checking emails. But you should also set up an autoresponder that lets people know that you'll respond within a certain amount of time. So a really good way to put this is, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. We are busy serving our clients right now. If you have a specific type of question, you could direct them somewhere else, or you could say, we will respond within X amount of time. So this sets that expectation with somebody upfront that, hey, maybe you guys don't respond immediately. Maybe it's within 24 hours, whatever that looks like. You can set that up as an autoresponder, just saying, hey, we got your message. We're so excited to be hearing from you. You can expect a response from our team in this amount of time. And then the third way to automate your inbox is to set up filters or rules. So you can set up these filters by sender, for example, so that it automatically files your emails for you. So for example, maybe you want all of your incoming lead intake forms to be filtered into a folder called new leads. Or maybe another example is you want all of your emails from ClickUp to be filtered into your ClickUp folder. Maybe it's a certain client, you want them filtered into their client folder. So there's lots of different ways that you can use filters and those smart filter rules in Gmail to streamline that inbox so that you're not having to organize it yourself. Um, And I want to go over just a couple other guidelines for managing your inbox. So one thing I think that a lot of us have an issue is that we really feel the need to be available all the time. So as soon as we see an email come through, we feel like we have to immediately respond, but that is really keeping us out of having the ability to focus, right? We're not having the ability to sit down and focus on a lot of the work that we're needing to because we're constantly bouncing back and forth from email to a project to a Slack message. And so you should really start implementing time blocking. So maybe it's checking your email just twice a day. So block out a window of time. Maybe it's first thing in the morning and then maybe it's in the evening before you sign off at the end of the day to check and respond to your emails and give yourself a window of time. Maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's 30. Don't go over that time. And then if you're responding to an email outside of your business hours, so maybe um, you don't want to check your emails till seven o'clock at night, right? But you have an inquiry to your business and you don't want to send that outside of business hours. Go ahead 
ahead and schedule it to send within your regular hours. So for example, a lot of the times I'm going in and checking emails late at night before I'm going to bed. And I obviously don't want to respond to an email at, you know, 1030 at night. So I'll go ahead and draft it up and schedule it to send first thing tomorrow morning. You also don't want to leave messages sitting in your inbox unless you need to come back to them later. So it's kind of like you don't want to set it and forget it, right? Like you don't want to touch an email unless you intend to act on it. So whether it's deleting it, whether it's archiving it, unsubscribing, responding, whatever that looks like. If an email requires more of your time, that's okay, but go ahead and flag it to respond at a later time in the day. But you don't want to just open it and let it sit there because then that's how things start to get cluttered and messy, right? Then you also want to set up autoresponders when you are out of office, right? So we talked about a typical support inbox autoresponder for just expectation as far as timely responses, but you also want to make sure that you're doing that for your out of office. So you want to include when you will be back in office or include how they can reach out to another team member if they need immediate response, right? So like I mentioned with being on maternity leave, I've been directing everybody to Hannah and I've been sending them to her email address. So you want to set up inboxes for scaling. So for example, following naming conventions like hello at support at partners at accounting at etc. instead of your name at, right? So I don't have a Courtney at the Elevate Effect email address or Hannah at the Elevate Effect. We keep them general because that is going to support scaling and growth in case somebody else mans the inbox, somebody doesn't work with the team anymore, etc. And then this is going to help you seamlessly transition inboxes when hiring new team members. And then you also want to make sure to set tasks every month to clean your inbox. It's really easy for our inbox to get messy. And so we want to make sure that we're systemizing in the back end. Okay, today is my day that I go focus an hour and I go clean up my inbox. If for example, it's just been a little neglected, that's fine. We want to make sure that we're going in and doing our due diligence. And maybe that's doing things like unsubscribing from emails. Um, there is a really cool app. It's called Unroll Me. That's what I personally use because sometimes I don't even know how I get subscribed to so much stuff. I don't feel like I do subscribe to it, but I'm sure that there's forms or things that I filled out and I didn't know I was subscribing to an email, but I get all these subscription emails in my inbox. And after a while, they just really, really add up to the point that I don't even want to check my emails anymore. So if you go to unroll me, it's just the word unroll, U-N-R-O-L-L dot me. That is going to be a really, really cool platform that you can use that is going to give you the option to bulk unsubscribe from a lot of things in your inbox. So that's something that I would do maybe every quarter is set a task to go through and unsubscribe to different emails using that tool. And really, like I said, from the get-go, consolidated communication is going to be huge in your business. You know, your inbox shouldn't have to be a source of stress and taking these steps to systemize your inbox prevents overwhelm. It's going to save you time so you can focus on those big picture tasks in your business. So whenever you're choosing what this is going to look like, and number one, like I said, set boundaries, set expectations, and also choose what platforms you're going to be using for yourself internally with your team and externally with your clients. So I would never recommend having more than two ways that people can communicate with you in your business. So maybe you've chosen email and Slack or email and Voxer or email and click up chat, whatever that looks like, set those expectations. If you're not doing that currently in your business, that's fine. Draft up a message and send it to your clients and say, hey clients, you know, in order to better serve you, always put a positive spin on it to where it is benefiting them as your client and say, in order to better serve you, we are moving all of our communication to X so that we are able to provide a better quality service. Things don't get missed on our end. It makes it easier for you to get a hold of us, etc. You just really want to make sure that you're providing that, hey, this is better 
better for us to work together. This is going to be beneficial for you. It's going to be beneficial for us. And so really, I would say go ahead and start setting that precedent now. And it's going to make a drastic difference in your business. This is probably one of the biggest things that I see clients struggling with is communication internally and externally and what those expectations look like. So if this episode was helpful for you guys, hop on over to Instagram DMs. Let us know if you have questions about other ways to streamline your inbox or what tools and platforms we're using to do that. Hop into our Mighty Networks community. It's linked in the show notes. We talk about systems all day over there. Otherwise, I will see you guys on next week's episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.